good evening and welcome to another episode of Coco Grio. I'm a 50-something who likes to share my ideas about life, love, and a host of other topics that come to mind. I'm inspired tonight by the current economic climate to talk about my money funny. Now I know that is not grammatically correct, but this is a phrase my dad used to use when he would describe his financial situation at times. I used to think that when my dad said his money was funny, what did that mean for mine? If his money was funny, then mine was about to go on the road and do some stand-up comedy, for sure. The irony is that when finances are not good, it really is anything but funny. So tonight, I will talk about the main ways that my money became funny in hopes that I can help someone avoid the pitfalls that I experienced. Now I can tell you that I have a love affair with cars that goes back to my high school days. My first car was an Alchie 100. Notice I did not say Audi because I was missing a few of those rings and every time there was a repair needed, I was like, ouch. In my adult life, I can honestly say that I never purchased super high-end cars like a Mercedes Payments is Killing Me or an Infinity because that is how long I would have to pay for it. No offense to those of you who can afford those vehicles, I cannot. So my foolishness revolved around falling in love with a car that I had to have. The relationships have been numerous. Oh, there was a 2000 Mustang, the 2007 Pathfinder, the 2017 Impreza, and my latest vehicle to date is the 2020 Subaru Forester. Now these vehicles were not terribly expensive on the surface, The problem came in when I was continually trading vehicles before they were paid off. This is not wise at all. With the exception of the last vehicle I purchased, I would roll negative equity into my new loan, thus creating a situation where I was upside down on my loan before I even drove the new vehicle off the lot. It sounds like the perfect solution when you just want to get your hands on a new set of wheels but it is not going to work out well in the long run. Just doing this a few times created a really big dent in my finances. I really should have just finished paying off my vehicles before I searched for a replacement. So the number one way that my money became funny was by falling in love with vehicles. Another point of trickeration I dabbled in that made my funny money funny was being the International Bank of Daisy. I had a boss one time that said, if people ask you for certain amounts of money, it is because they cannot get a loan from a financial institution. He said that if the bank is not taking the risk, how can you? Such wise words that I did not heed. You know when there are people you care about in distress, you feel responsible to help them out. Just understand that this is a one-way street which will come back to bite you in the end. I had a cousin that called me in sweet brown panic mode because he needed help with his rest. I am a single mother who was just barely paying rent myself. So what did I do? I sent him the money so that he would not get evicted. As in usual, I got you fashion. I did not hear from him for a long time after that. During a casual conversation with his mom, I happened to ask about him. She said, and I quote, Well, he has enough money to buy his drugs, so he must be doing okay. I was hot as fish grease. 
I don't do drugs, and I certainly was not in the business of funding someone else's habit. That day, I decided the bank was going to have to close because the bank manager was inept. It took a while for me to replace that money in my savings, but in the meantime, my money was funny. Now, this next one might resonate with some people and others, maybe not so much, can understand this mayhem. At one point in the recent past, I had 15 credit cards. Yep, fitting as we say when we play in dominoes. The amount of interest that I was paying by carrying a balance each month on each card was ridiculous. I don't know what possessed me to have all of those cards, but I had to have a financial exorcism and get my purse all the way together. When I really sat down and thought about it, I only needed major cards in case of an emergency. Store cards carried high interest and often I was paying high prices for the merchandise from those stores. The breakup was brutal. I actually had withdrawal symptoms when it was over. Not kinda over, but over over. I would never get to a place of true financial solvency if I did not divorce those cards. Today, I have five major cards and that is it. Our relationship has been harmonious and balanced, pun intended. Paying the cards off each month prevents me from being trapped in a high interest net of no return. Remember to never use your cards between the due date and the statement date. After the statement of days is cut, you can put a little mileage on the card, but cross-country road trips can be expensive. I hope that your money remains serious and focused, not funny. Thanks for listening tonight. Please join me next Thursday when I talk about why I miss privacy. I feel like I am Wilma Flintstone living in Judy Jetson's world. Coco Grio, signing off. Good night.